the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Trump has appeared at his first public event since being hospitalized last week for COVID-19. He says we will defeat this virus with science and medicine eradicating the disease. North Korean strongman Kim Jong-un is warning his country will fully mobilize its nuclear force if threatened. During a state military parade Saturday morning, the communist nation unveiled what appeared to be new intercontinental ballistic missiles and other additions to a growing weapons arsenal. Democrats are apparently ready now to tread very carefully and lightly on religious faith as they prepare to question Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Several Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee now say any questions about Catholic faith would be very inappropriate. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Reporters overreact to Donald Trump removing his mask. It's like something out of North Korea. The dear leader comes out and off goes the mask. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. The second hour of the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up next with Mitch Berg. Thank you for joining us here on a beautiful Saturday on AM 1280, The Patriot. Sunshine out there, mid-60s. More of the same for Sunday, mostly sunny and 71. You can hear the Daily Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. It's by a first responder. If you're a first responder and you want to recite the pledge for us, call Mike at 651-289-4418. It's all sponsored by White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, my past one-time gun control uh, Democrat, not progressive, but certainly a liberal at one point. Uh, then I stepped out into the world, encountered a little bit of reality, became a Second Amendment advocate. I became an articulate Second Amendment advocate in large part. Due to our next guest, uh, 24 years ago, his great piece uh, showing uh, a great piece in the uh, from the University of Chicago, I believe, that led to his series of books, More Guns, Less Crime. Dr. John Lott from the Crime Prevention Research Center joins us. Dr. Lott, a pleasure to have you as always. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good to talk to you again. It's uh, it's great to talk as well, and it would be better to talk if the circumstances weren't potentially so dire. I, I have always shied away from uh, litmus tests for politicians. I like to take a more nuanced approach, but I have to say, as someone who's a small-L libertarian, a, a, a politician's stances on the Second Amendment track with their uh, almost exclusive, uh, perfectly with their stances on other liberties as well, and that's bad news in this election because one of the candidates for the presidency it bodes not well for the Second Amendment. John Lott, you've written about this a couple times this past week, most uh, most notably in Newsweek a couple days ago. Um, Americans' very right to keep and bear arms is on the ballot this election. Uh, John Lott, describe for us what you see as being at stake in this upcoming presidential election. Well, I think a lot's at stake. I mean, just moving back from the gun control issue for a minute, uh, one of the things that Democrats were talking about for months was getting rid of the filibuster in the Senate. 
and it may be an arcane rule to many people, but uh, it would radically transform what type of legislation can get passed. Uh, you know, the House has, for year, for pretty much for a hundred plus years, has been able to pass legislation on purely party line votes. The Senate, though, because it has a filibuster and and no parties going to be close to 60 votes in the Senate, is basically required some bipartisan support in order to get any type of legislation passed. And uh, you may have hundreds of bills that get passed by the House, but they don't go anyplace in the Senate if they can't get at least some bipartisan support. Well, for months, Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, others have been talking about getting rid of the filibuster. And if they do, then the Senate will operate exactly as the House does, and you'll be able to get pure party-line votes uh, to pass legislation there. And, and if you have the same party controlling the House and the Senate, legislation is just going to zip right through. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it looks like right now control of the Senate's really closely divided. Whoever wins the presidency is likely to be able to pull the Senate with them. And, uh, you know, you look at the types of bills that are being promised by both Biden as well as the Democratic National Platform, some of the things that are in both. Biden promises that the first bill that he's going to put to Congress on the very first day that he becomes president would be to give citizenship. One second. Would be to give citizenship. Excuse me. Oh, I hate it when that happens. 22 million plus uh, illegal aliens who are citizens. They're promising to pass legislation that would um, force states to get rid of any uh, voter ID requirements. They want to push states to have universal mail-in ballots. Um, They're promising to give D.C. statehood. I mean, the Democratic-controlled House... uh, recently passed a bill on a pure party-line vote to make D.C. the 51st state. And uh, uh, Biden would obviously sign that. So, uh, you know, that would give Democrats two more seats in in the Senate. Uh, uh, The the platform promises to give Puerto Rico statehood. That would give them another two uh, solid Democratic seats. You know, so it's going to – if they – just pass those types of things, it will be a long, long time before Republicans are able to gain control of uh, Congress or or the presidency. They're talking about getting rid of uh, the Electoral College. Um, You know, so there are lots of things that can be done. And and then if you look at the gun issue, one piece I had in the Wall Street Journal this week um, talked about the fact that if you go to Biden's website, the number one proposal that he has on gun control, and it was a prominent one in the Democratic National Platform, is to allow suits against gun makers and gun sellers whenever their guns are used improperly. So, you know, if a gun's used in an accident or a suicide or a crime, um, the gun makers and gun sellers would be liable for any damages that are there. You know, one way to think about this, could you imagine what this would be like if they applied this to, let's say, cars? You have 4.5 million people each year who are seriously injured in car accidents that require medical attention. What happens if you were to allow those 4.5 million people to go and sue for lost wages, pain and suffering, uh, any type of medical bills that they would have? You would put the car industry out of business with just those suits. You know, you could add in lawsuits whenever a car is used in the commission of crime, either as a getaway car or a car to go to the crime scene. Um, you know, it would be huge costs on the industry. And the car industry is obviously much larger than the one involving guns and ammunition. Uh, and the point is that just that one bill alone would make it financially impossible for for companies to remain in business to produce guns and ammunition and uh but you go through all the other types of bills that are being promised on biden's website as well as in the democratic national platform things like licensing and registration of guns 
additional fees that would have to be imposed for those types of things. They wouldn't make it. I mean, just those things alone would essentially eliminate all or virtually all gun ownership in the United States. And not only that, they have I mean, for years, Democrats all up and down the food chain would coo condescendingly. Nobody's coming for your guns. And they're starting to take off the gloves. They're starting to take off the mask. You had Beto O'Rourke, uh, O'Rourke, who was unbelievably a serious candidate for president for a while. They're saying, hell yeah, I'm coming for AR-15. Uh, and, and here in the Minnesota House in the 2018 session, uh, Representative Linda Slocum, a DFLer, uh, put out a bill that would have, within a generation, confiscated, not registered, but confiscated two-thirds of the firearms in Minnesota. Basically, everything semi-automatic with a magazine larger than nothing. Uh, I mean, they are coming for your guns, and they would seem to be all the more bald-faced about it as progressivism seems to take over in, in the Democratic Party. I mean, the nature of the threat we shooters, we Second Amendment advocates face has gotten a lot more brazen and bold over this past couple of years, hasn't it, John Lott? Yeah, the Democratic Party has surely shifted to the left. I mean, you used to have some Democrats who believed that there was an individual right for self-defense. All the Democrats on the Supreme Court uh, have made it very clear that they would overturn the Heller and McDonald decisions Um, The only thing that those decisions did in 2008 and 2010 was say that the government, either the federal government or the state and local governments, could not completely ban all guns, could not completely ban an entire category of guns like all rifles or all handguns. I mean, you had the point of those suits was you had a complete ban on handguns in Chicago and and Washington, D.C., and the court said that went too far. Biden uh, very recently, just in the last few weeks, has come out and said that he would promise to appoint uh, Supreme Court justices who would uh, overturn those decisions, that he personally himself would overturn those decisions if he had the power to do that. And so, I mean, that essentially would make it possible for governments to completely ban all guns. I mean, it's not obvious why that should be such a high priority for Democrats to have the power to completely ban all guns if that's not what they want to try to do. But all the Democrats on the Supreme Court have indicated multiple times now that they would overturn those decisions uh, if they were given the chance. And so when Democrats are talking about uh, packing the Supreme Court, that would allow them to do that. Um, because Biden's made it clear who he would nominate, and it would be like all the other justices that the Democrats have already put on the court. Yeah, if if the Democrats don't take the Senate, if the Republicans hold the Senate and lose the presidency, then you'll have a situation like you have here in Minnesota right now, where you have a Republican Senate, barely, and a, a very anti-gun Democrat governor and a very anti-gun Democrat House of Representatives. And we are barely holding our own here right now. And in Minnesota as nationwide, I mean, if we lose the Minnesota State Senate this fall with a Democrat governor who has repudiated his NRA endorsement uh, two years ago, uh, Governor Klink, excuse me, Governor Waltz, and, uh, and, and of course, a rabidly progressive House uh, Minnesota will make Virginia look a little bit like Mississippi, gun rights-wise here. It's it's all over but the shouting. Well, I mean, here. Virginia, up until this year, was a relatively friendly state in yep. terms of people's ability to go and protect themselves and their families. Yep. Um, they passed like 12 uh, different gun laws, uh, some of them uh, allowing local uh, governments to be able to pass whatever gun control they wanted. And so you have a whole patchwork now in Virginia in terms of where you can legally carry a gun, what cities you can carry it in, where you can carry it. Um, It's a a felony factory. They literally add hundreds of dollars onto the cost of obtaining a gun now for people. I mean, I don't know who they think that they're stopping from buying guns with these costs, but my research indicates to me that uh, the people who benefit the most from owning guns are the ones who are most likely victims of violent crime, and that overwhelmingly tends to be poor blacks who live in high-crime urban areas. 
you add these types of costs onto people being able to go and purchase a gun legally. And what you do is you make it so that those are the very types of people who can no longer legally afford uh, to be able to go and buy a gun to protect themselves and their families. People like, you know, Otis, like, people like Otis McDonald, who, who won the case that incorporated the Second Amendment under the states by the 14th Amendment in a follow-up to Heller. Uh, John Lott, and by the way, the, it's literally the kind of person that, that these laws are trying to disenfranchise to, to strip of their rights. Uh, Dr. Lott, can we keep you for one more segment? Because I've got some well, good news, bad news situation I'd like to get your impressions on. Can we keep you for one more segment here? Sure. You know, I'd like to talk about your Senate race there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy to. Absolutely vital. We, we do that as well. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, we're talking with Dr. John Lott. We'll take your calls as well at 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. over zany sound effect uh we were gonna write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to the patriot on the free radio.com app if you owe back taxes there's a lot you need to know starting with rule number one don't mess with the irs they are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters actively garnishing paychecks levying bank accounts and putting liens on homes and businesses that's all true but it's also true there's a way out it's called the fresh start initiative an important government program for tax debt assistance it's one of the biggest breaks the irs has ever offered so now's the time you could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands even tens of thousands nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at optima tax relief they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Find NMLS number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Presidential candidates debating as part of the campaign is a surprisingly recent thing. The Kennedy-Nixon debates 60 years ago were the first time the major party candidates ever actually debated each other. And after that, it took 16 more years till 1976 for them to try it again. We'll go through the story behind that and another one of these spots before the election. So stay tuned. I'm Mitch Berg. Join us this Thursday evening at 8 as more history is made. Debate night coverage is presented by Alpha News. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments for Dr. John Lott of the Crime Prevention Research Center. I went home with a 
By the way, I've got links to uh, a couple of articles as well as the CPRC, uh, Dr. Lott's uh, organization, uh, a debate. I will put that in scare quotes uh, between Dr. Lott and an anti-gunner. Uh, arguing the premise uh, whether how how in danger the Second Amendment is and uh, a piece in Real Clear L Politics uh, spo- exposing huh, heaven forfend yet another lie from Joe Biden. This uh, case uh, in you know, in terms of crime stats, I'll I'll let the leaders. I'll, I've posted those at shotinthedark.info already, uh, Doctor Lot. I want to talk about. Uh, the, the Senate race, uh, one of those Senate races that is, I, I'd like to say, for all the marbles here in Minnesota, our mutual friend, uh, Jason Lewis, the talk show host I always wanted to be when I grew up, running against Tina Smith, the incumbent senator of sorts. Uh, you wanted to talk about this uh, this race. We should. I mean, this is an absolutely vital race in Minnesota and nationwide. Talk about the implications for not just the Second Amendment policy, but really all the other uh, assaults on due process and on the balances and checks uh, checks and balances on power that you described in the first segment, Dr. Lott. Sure. Yeah, I, I had an op-ed this week in the Star Tribune uh, that dealt with this race, and that race is likely to determine or could determine uh, which party controls the Senate. And that's going to determine, you know, even if Biden wins, whether Democrats will be able to get rid of the filibuster and be able to go and pass all the types of bills that we were talking about before, whether they'll be able to go and pack the Supreme Court, whether they'll be able to go and give citizenship to the 22 million-plus illegal aliens in the United States. You know, it's pretty amazing that one Senate race there may determine all of that. Um, you know, I've known Jason uh, for over 20 years. Uh, I've stayed in his home when I've been in Minnesota there, uh, and, you know, I've known him quite well. But uh, he's a very articulate guy. I'm sure that, um, you know, he would be a strong defender of people's individual rights uh, if he were able to go in, into into the Senate there. Uh, he had been in Congress for a couple of years, and I think people saw the type of record that he has. But, you know, uh, Tina Smith, uh, like Democrat Senate candidates nationwide, just when they had their last debate a little bit over a week ago, uh, she was asked whether she would support getting rid of the filibuster and would support packing the Supreme Court. And just like Biden uh, she refu- and Kamala Harris, she refused to answer the question, which I think indicates that that's what they're planning on doing because they know how unpopular uh, packing the Supreme Court is nationally. It's by about a two-to-one margin, uh, voters are against allowing the Democrats to pack the court. Um, but for months, up until Ginsburg's death, Democrats, you know, Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, were openly talking about getting rid of the filibuster. And now, when it's tied into the possibility um, of packing the court, Democrats, rather than saying no, that they wouldn't pack the court, are refusing to answer the question. And I think a lot's at stake. I mean, you can go through and just read the Democratic national platform uh, and get some idea of the different types of bills that they want to go and pass. Uh, And, you know, it's a threat not only to um, uh, gun, people's ability to go and own guns, as we just went through, but it's going to be a threat to things like the First Amendment if they're able to go and pack the Supreme Court. Issues like religious freedom will be gone. Um, federalism uh, itself you, you, is at stake here, Doctor Lot. I think I don't think I'm being too hyperbolic in saying federalism itself is on the chopping block here potentially if they go through with all this. Right. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's not just packing the Supreme Court. You also have uh, them being able to pack the lower courts. I mean, yep. people talk about all the judges that Trump's been able to put on the bench. And he's, but even like 53 circuit court judges, but he's just been able to bring the courts into rough political balance. The Democrats still control the circuit courts for 24 states, as well as the District of Columbia, which is by far the second most important circuit court because all the regulatory issues go through that court. And, um, you know, if they get rid of the filibuster, as they're talking about, and go and uh, win the presidency, uh, they'll be able to go and expand the number of judges on the circuit courts and give Democrats a majority 
on all the circuit courts as well as the Supreme Court. I mean, it will be they won't need to change the Constitution word for word. They'll just reinterpret it. So you take something like the Second Amendment. You, you, the Republicans on the court would say that uh, there is an individual right to self-defense. The Democrats on the court have consistently said that there is not an individual right to self-defense, that the Second Amendment only guarantees the government's right to be able to go and own guns. Right. And uh, which seems absurd. You know, why would you have to have an amendment to guarantee that the government would have to have that right? But, uh, you know, it'll change lots of things. They'll be able to go, you know, the, you read the Constitution, and it seems pretty clear to me that uh, D.C. can't be a state. Yeah. Uh, people can read the Constitution themselves and see whether that's the case. But if they pack the Supreme Court, They'll be able to go and essentially interpret it just like with the Second Amendment any way they want to do it. Absolutely. At, Let's go to the, f- the First Amendment. First, when I taught in law schools, like the University of Chicago, I would joke with people sometime and say, look, uh, First Amendment says Congress shall pass no laws, um, you know, abridging freedom of speech and what have you. And, uh, I'd say, what would they have had to write if they really meant it? Would they have to write, have had written, Congress will never, ever, 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 ever pass such laws? Because the courts, kind of starting after Roosevelt, have interpreted things to say, you can pass laws that abridge freedom of speech as long as Congress has a good reason for doing so. Yeah. And uh, that type of thing will be, you know, so you read the Democratic National Platform, you listen to Kamala Harris. They favor laws that would ban hate speech. Um, you know, who determines what a hate speech is? You know, is it something that makes people feel uncomfortable? Um, you know, that kind of makes one wonder what the whole point of having uh, a First Amendment protection against government regulation of speech would mean exactly and by the way it's one of the it's the only place you find people trying to interpret the right of the people as uh, in as many words as being a collective right we got a phone call who's been waiting patiently in the line let's uh, go briefly to dan in invergrove heights you are on the phone with uh, dr john lott dan uh what is your question or comment yeah hi dr lott mitch um i think that uh at this point clearly the democratic leadership is is no longer merely progressives. They are simply BAMN by any means necessary. They're the party of the ends justify the means. Uh, we, you know, it's always about power, but we're exercising power legitimately, and they want to usurp power illegitimately. And I, I you know, I don't. Th- I, I think it could easily come down to a, a war, a civil war. You know that that is the worst case scenario. Thanks for your call, Dan. The stakes are certainly high. People are certainly uh, certainly uh, invested in the issue on both sides, Doctor Lott, especially. And I, I, in, in the moments we have remaining, here, here's I think there's good news and bad news, and the bad news potentially very very bad indeed, as you've pointed out. But there, there's been this last few months, especially. I mean, gun rights have been winning the narrative battle nationwide. I think there's a case to be made that the culture war has been swinging towards the the pro right to keep and bear arms side broadly, and that the Democrats are seeing the anti-gun crowd rather is seeing. Especially over this last six months, you've got even people on the left who are, are strapping up, buying guns, uh, being prepared for, for government being unable to fulfill its one ambiguous, legitimate role, preserve order. We've got about a minute remaining, Dr. Lott. Do you think that this is basically the Democrats' last chance to jam down gun control? I mean, it's, it's, it's do it now or never for them. Uh, your, your thoughts on that premise? Well, yeah, I don't know if they think it's now or never. I mean, Bloomberg's not going to go away. I mean, True. he spends $60 million a year on uh, his every town, and he spends a similar amount on Moms Demand Action, and he spends literally hundreds of millions of dollars each year on financing research on gun control issues, and he he's spending uh, – like $600 million this year on the presidential race, $100 million plus just in uh, Florida. And he's spending literally hundreds of millions of dollars on congressional races as well as state legislative races around the country. So, I mean, somebody who's willing to put in a billion dollars a year 
plus. Plus, he put a billion dollars into his own race when he ran for president. Um, You know, somebody who's willing to put a a billion dollars a year into pushing gun control, uh, and he's been doing that for like eight years. I mean, people talk about the power of the NRA uh, in the in the uh, uh, 2018 election cycle just for congressional races. Uh, the NRA spent something like $2.3 million yeah. on, uh, on congressional it, races. It is so lopsided. It is so... $110 million on just congressional races. Dr. Lott, and we are up against a break right now. Uh, we could do this for another couple segments, but the long story short is it's imperative. You, get, you vote for Jason Lewis. You vote for Donald Trump. You vote for Second Amendment candidates. It's, it, don't just for the Second Amendment, but for federalism and freedom as we know it itself. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Lott. We'll do this again soon. Appreciate it. When we come back uh, up next, Diane Knapper, running for Minnesota Senate in District 63, joins us. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited Internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the Internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite Internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast Internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Abraham Lincoln said over 150 years ago, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Those powerful words foreshadow what we're seeing in our country as we speak. Join us talking about why and how our democracy is under attack and the agendas being pushed by those hoping to dismantle liberty, law, and our freedoms. We're presenting America's Town Hall 2020 featuring Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gawk, Charlie Perk, Kirk, Perk, 
the perky Charlie Kirk, and uh, Larry Elder live online October 18th. Join together your fellow patriots in defending our conservative ideals with America's Town Hall 2020. Reserve your digital seat for just 8 bucks at am1280thepatriot.com. 651-289-4488. My pleasure to welcome back to the broadcast uh, candidate, uh, endorsed GOP candidate for the Minnesota State Senate in District 63, Diane Knapper joins us. Diane, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks, Mitch. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So how's it going out there? You've, uh, you've, you've certainly picked an eventful year to run for Senate in South Minneapolis. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. It's uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, we're, we're raising money. We're getting... Uh, doing Facebook ads. We're just kind of promoting ourselves that way, doing some door knocking yep. and uh, just letting people know how we feel, t- attending events, things like that. Well, you, you mentioned raising money, and I am used to Republican candidates in the city basically having to dig for change under bus seats to, to pay for mailers on recycled toilet paper. I am seeing not to. I mean, we'll be talking with Lacey Johnson before the election uh, at least once. But somebody is ponying up enough money to get Republicans onto uh, the TV, and, and and I've been seeing Lacey Johnson in the morning on on morning television. Ed, it's your in as well, by the way. Uh, that's amazing to see, by the way, that that people are actually supporting Republicans, and there's getting to be a voice out there. That's, that's I'm kind of amazed, frankly. Right. Well, you know, I think that people are just ready for change. They are sick and tired of the status quo. Uh, we're hearing the same thing over and over again from the DFL for more than 50 years. And I think people are tired of it. And I think they want to see fresh voices. They want to see fresh faces, new ideas, people who are going to actually go to bat for them instead of themselves. Absolutely. So, so tell us what you're hearing. As you, I'm assuming, tell us a little bit about your campaign and what you're hearing from the citizens of Senate District 63, uh, southeast Minneapolis from Nokomis, a little bit of Richfield, I believe. Northeast corner of Richfield, yeah. Northeast yep. corner of Richfield. How far, how far up north do you go? Uh, up down to Lake Street. Down to Lake Street. So mm-hmm. basically, and, and, and it's that part of Lake Street, at least the south side so, of Lake Street, the third precinct, basically, yes. would be in your turf. Exactly. Uh, so what are you hearing from voters around and about the uh, 63rd uh, Senate District? They are fed up with the rising crime rate. Yeah. Uh, the, the carjackings, the... The burglaries, the break-ins, the catalytic converter thefts, oh, yeah. the uh, assaults, it's its out of control, and, and they're very angry, and rightfully so. Uh, we don't have enough police presence you know, on the streets to help deter crime, and people are being put on hold or being told that there's no one available for them. It's just out of control, and I don't know why the, the city council can't get that through their thick heads. Well, I think I have an idea why they can't do it. By the way, you also have Powderhorn Park in your district, right, as, as well as I, I recall? I don't believe. Okay. I th- I, I, anyway, I, it's, it's in that general it's area. It's in the area, yeah. Yeah, although it's kind of beyond help in so many ways. It doesn't right. matter whose district it's in here. But I have a pretty fair idea. I mean, Lisa Bender, after all these months of re- – yeah, I know, right? Lisa Bender, after all these months, went out yet again and said – well, this is, I mean, the whole idea of law and order is, is basically a privilege, privilege for the ultra-wealthy. And I'm thinking the ultra-wealthy are not the ones who have to worry about the catalytic converters getting ripped out of their cars. They're not the ones who have to worry about getting uh, attacked as they go out for their mail or try and get to work. They're not the ones, by the way, this is in your district, I know, they're not the ones who are having to pay protection to get out of their alleys alleys to go to work (laughs) exactly this is not the wealthy of kenwood (laughs) being forced to jump through hoops by well the beneficiaries of all these years of dfl control and of having lisa bender in office are people in the 63 getting getting the 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 dissonance the cognitive dissonance of, of of all of this uh from their their city government i think they are starting to see that uh, like I said, they're they're very angry. Their their number one uh, concern right now is public safety and is with the rising crime rate. Yeah, and 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 the perception is getting out there that this is not just business as usual in in southeast Minneapolis. This that that crime is actually not just up, but up really, 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 really sharply. Not yes. just downtown, not just in the North Loop. In fact, I think it's fair to say that uh, from the looks of it, I mean as as dangerous as the north side can be, East Lake Street and the areas around Powderhorn Park and up and down, the, the places that have largely gotten a lot calmer over the last 20 years 
are sliding backwards really, really badly. Really badly. Uh, and it's it's coming to Nokomis East where we live. Our our uh, our neighborhood gro- uh, gas station was was robbed That's uh, right. the other night. So Oh, yeah. And you had some other, I mean, we've talked since the riots here, but your husband, Sean, longtime friend of the blog, uh, and of this show, I mean, didn't you guys have some uh, a little bit of larceny going on, on on your property? He did have his catalytic converter stolen. Wow. Uh, I think that was actually before the riots happened, but uh, but nonetheless, I mean, that just shouldn't be happening. It, it happened while he was at church, so uh, um, <laughs> oh. so it's it's you know a lot of it is we. We have to face the issues and, and, and tackle the root causes of these things, and that's things like prevention and um, penalties for things and enforcement and um, incarceration, which could be necessary. And then how do we reform people once they get out of, out of prison? So, and, and do you get the – I mean, my biggest concern, and, and this is something I see in my neighborhood in St. Paul, uh, which also got burned and looted <laughs> to a fine sheen uh, this past May. Uh, people say, oh, darn all this crime. And boy, I, it's, a, it's a shame that they burned up my neighborhood. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's go keep voting for Melvin Carter. I mean, I, I have to hope that something eventually gets through to – Hopefully, your constituents in in three four more months here. I hope so. That too. Uh, that yeah. I mean, do you get the impression that people are starting to put two and two together and not get five? <laughs> I think they just might be. Okay. Uh. <laughs> here's, oh, here's hoping for you, from your mouth to God's ears. Yeah. Uh, so so crime certainly an issue, and and it's it's certainly an issue in my neighborhood as well here. Uh, let's talk about schools. I mean, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, Minnesota as a whole has always been proud of its focus on education. And ever since my kids were in school, I have thought that pride, at least in the inner city, Minneapolis and St. Paul, my kids went to to some of the inner city junior highs and very briefly one of the uh, inner city high schools. And I thought, boy, is that ever some misplaced pride, uh, Diane Knapper? And it's gotten so much worse in this last six months as we deal with the whole lockdown. What are you hearing from the parents of school children in the 63? Well, I know that parents want to have more choice for their kids. I, you know, but regarding the lockdowns and, and having, uh, you know, whether it's hybrid or in school, I think it's just, it's been kind of a mess. Um, yeah. And given what we know about, um, how children react to COVID, you know, it seems like maybe we shouldn't be having this ki- hybrid or having them still locked down in some ways that we should, you know, what they need is socialization. They yeah. need to see their friends and they need to learn how to interact with other people and other children. Oh, yeah. So I think that's a problem. And and besides that, with the, uh, with, the ach- with the achievement gap, we've got, I think, the worst, some of the worst schools in the country. Yeah. And we spend about 40% of our state budget on education. So my question is, where's the money going? And, and are, are your constituents asking the same question? I mean, literally, Minneapolis is worse vis-a-vis achievement gap than New Orleans. They're worse than your native Philadelphia, last I checked. And neither of those, well, the New Orleans schools went all charter. I mean, the, the, literally the entire district has disbanded and everything's gone charter. And... By jinky, it's improved things for New Orleans kids. What do all of those New Orleans mouth breathers know that our sophisticated <laughs> Minneapolitans don't? They know that competition works. <laughs> yes, they do. And, and that allowing, allowing parents to vote for boards uh, for schools that, that deal with 200 kids gives you a whole lot more impact in the process than voting for a board that represents an entire city and that is a, a basically a political organization. So parents have obviously, I mean, a lot of working parents who would normally not think about talking with a Republican have got to be having second thoughts, Diana. I mean, what have you been hearing from parents about, about what they have to deal with out there? I'm sure that they are uh, concerned about you know, what is happening and how they can, what options they might have. And, and I know that they want to have uh, better options that, you know, the, 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 the funding that we spend on students should actually follow the student and not stay in the district that they live in, because yeah. that's going to give them the best opportunity for success and to achieve excellence in their lives. Yeah. And it's, and that has, of course, been at, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of theories about what, whether, Bad schools lead to bad neighborhoods or the other way around. And, and there's a solid case to be made. You know, if you have a few generations of schools driven by what 
former President George W. Bush called the racism of low expectations, that will drag a neighborhood and a city down. And yes. and I think we've seen the uh, a number of counterintuitively Republican African-American candidates here, yourself, Lacey Johnson, uh, Alex Alexander Buster, deputy uh, out on the east side of St. Paul, Sia mm-hmm. Lore, who got chaos out of uh, contention in the primary, but uh, I think he'll be back yeah. in, in a just world, uh, talking about this issue and, and dealing with the, well, the donkey in the room, if you will. <laughs> Diane Knapper, <laughs> here's hoping. So, uh, by the way, Diane Knapper, how can people find out? Well, we got another segment coming up, and if you have questions or comments for Diane Knapper, GOP endorsed candidate in Senate Di- District 63, give us a call, 651 289 Four four eight eight. One more segment to go. What's your website, Diane? It's napper n a p p e r m n six three dot com. M n six three dot com. I will post that at shotinthedark.info the moment I get a second to spare for it, and which will be coming up now. Give us a call six five one two eight nine four four eight eight or. Join us on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. Operators are standing by. Believe it or not, we will get you on. On the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Why is the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed your answer to better health and wellness? It's proven quality sleep. Any more questions? Yes, I'm always freezing, and he overheats. It's temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. So I'll have more energy for yoga. Yes, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Namaste. Namaste to you, too. Now save up to $700 on select new Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to Sleep Number... Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Land of 10,000 lakes has an ice ring to it, but actually Minnesota has more than 11,800 lakes. But who's counting? Well, there's Ann Lake, Balsam Lake, Cass Lake, Detroit Lake, Eagle Lake, Fox Lake, Gull Lake, Hidden Lake, Adam Lake, John Lake, Craze Lake, Lean Lake. But if water isn't your thing, Minnesota is also home to amazing hiking, biking, and more. Find your true north. Visit exploreminnesota.com. Torrey Lake, Rainy Lake, Silver Lake, Toad Lake, U.S. Lock and Dam Pool 5A, Boss Lake. The U.S. Constitution and the rule of law are under attack now more than ever before. A radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of our great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. Join Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder for America's Town Hall 2020. A live stream discussion about how we reclaim our country from a democracy that's under attack. America's Town Hall 2020. Visit SalemTownHall.com for tickets. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments for Diane Napper. 
who is the GOP-endorsed candidate for the Minnesota State Senate in District 63. By the way, federal law requires that I offer equal broadcast time to your opponents in both of the legal pot parties. Hi, come on, dudes. Uh, you're, you're welcome on the show because you get like equal time totally. And I should also point out to your opponent, uh, incumbent Senator Patricia torres Ray, Senator torres Ray, I cannot urge you strong enough. In fact, I'm not going to offer you equal time. I'm going to challenge you to accept the equal time offer. You're going to have to answer some questions. Oh, yes, you are, Senator Torres Ray. But the people have a right to know, and you have a right, indeed, an obligation to come on the air with us. So have your people call my people. Hint, I am my people. Just just give us a holler. Call me, maybe. Okay. So we're talking with, uh, with uh, hopefully, uh, future Senator Diane Knapper, uh, who will be, uh, who is the GOP endorsed candidate running for that seat, uh, Senate District sixty three, Southeast Minneapolis, from Nokomis uh, all the way up uh, West River Road to to Lake Street, uh, the epicenter of much of the nation's attention. You couldn't have asked for a better year to run, at least for pure exposure's sake. And you're in the right place at the right time to do something that. You don't see happening an awful lot. Uh, a Republican winning in Minneapolis, winning the endorsement of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Federation and the other big police union, the Police Officers Federation of Minnesota? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. That's the one. I knew it was one of the two. Uh, this this had to have been a pleasant surprise, especially given the news of this last six months, Diane Napper. Yes, it really was. Uh, you know, so many people are against law enforcement and they, you know, there's obviously lots of things that need to happen. There's some reform that needs to happen. But oh, yeah. as I as I keep saying, public safety is a two-way street. So how do we hold citizens accountable as well as holding law enforcement accountable? And I think it's important to be able to work with both of those organizations so that we can come together, create meaningful reform, and at the same time keep our safe street our streets safe. Absolutely. Uh, six, and that's and so kudos to both of the the police unions who who realize I think in a way that the Minneapolis City Council and that the uh, the House uh, legislative and Senate legislative delegations in Minneapolis don't realize that if the government doesn't do its one truly unambiguously legitimate job of preserving public order fairly and justly that people are going to find other ways to keep that order, and those ways aren't always pleasant. That's where you get the mafia from. That's where you get militias from. That's where you get gangs of people doing justice on their own, which you wouldn't think would be what Lisa Bender wants, but sometimes you got to wonder. <laughs> well, it sounds to me like that's what she's looking for. Maybe she doesn't realize that's what's happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's go to St. Paul. John, you are on with Diane Knapper. Uh, go right ahead. Thank you. For the first 37 years of my life, I lived in Minneapolis. Loved it. Great place to grow up, yep. great place to live. We moved in 1982 because we lived one block from Southwest High School, and they were going to bus our daughters to North Minneapolis for school, 45 minutes yep. each way. So we left. But at any rate, the uh, I think the last time they elected a Republican in Minneapolis was Denny Schulstedt, I believe, back in 94. Am I correct on that? That is correct. That is correct. So, uh, I, you know, obviously there's a cloud that's over the city, and uh, it has brought a retardation effect uh, to the populace. It's the only thing I can figure. Yeah, I mean, you have a significant number of people who benefit from a, a one-party system, people who are, are uh, employees, beneficiaries of the one-party system. I'm, th I'm talking about the public employee unions. I'm talking about the the educational uh, industrial complex that certainly has a stranglehold on politics in my neighborhood in the 65, and you've got a lot of U of M people, a lot of teachers' union people. These people would vote for Joseph Stalin if he came back endorsed by the DFL and the and the Minnesota Federation of Teachers. Uh, or they'd vote for, oh, heck, they'd vote for Fidel Castro even without those endorsements. Uh, uh, Diane Napper, you're certainly finding that, that these habits uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily use the diagnosis that John used, but on the other hand, I'm not going to argue either. I mean, there is a certain uh, rote re repetition of chanting points to oneself that is involved in continuing to vote for the same insanity all these decades as things keep getting worse. Right. Well, I think it's I don't really quite know how to explain it, but there is this this idea that, uh, you know, the, the power should be given to the people. 
But what they may not realize is that that power is actually the government. Right. And so what we need is more individual choice, more individual freedom. You know, we all need to be able to, we can take care of ourselves. We're grownups. We don't need our lives micromanaged by the government. And my my hope is that I can bring some semblance of uh, equal representation in the Minneapolis area to the state capitol because mm-hmm. that's what's sorely needed. We need some balance, and, and that's been sorely lacked. I don't think there's been a Republican in my seat uh, since at least 1976. Yeah, it's been a long time. And Denny Schulstad, I mean, it seems like such a long time. I remember that name. It's a blast from the past. And, 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 the, and yet the idea— that you are are putting out there as as a genuine conservative Republican, for all of Ilhan Omar and Patricia Torres Reyes yapping on the subject, that is the truly radical notion in a place like Minneapolis, where government has been instituted as a nanny state and and the authority on on how people need to really lead their lives. This is you are the genuine radical down there, <laughs> and and you're getting people who hopefully get it and and the fact that people are donating money to your campaign that the police officers federation certainly brought you some welcome attention uh that both the police endorsements here you also have people who who regard you rather uh, rather more with a rather more gimlet eye as you pointed out here you've you've gotten some pretty outrageous criticism from some some people There's, i mean people referring to you as a white supremacist you and your husband yes. as white supremacist by the way uh diane is 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 an african-american woman uh, probably a counterintuitively conservative Republican, but this is the way it should be, Diane. And yet you get people for whom the cognitive distance is just too much. And I don't know how to fix that because the, it's so ingrained. It's been it's been that way for so long. And they're just kind of following following along and not really thinking for themselves as to what they actually see in front of them. They, they truly are not. And that is that is something that with a little luck and a couple of good election cycles, maybe you can people like you, like Lacey Johnson, like Cia Laura, like Alexander Buster Deputy, like, like Kendall Qualls. Kendall Qualls, thank you. That's the name I was looking for. Uh, can start to make a dent in the, the fact that, that not just because of the identity group that you have been lumped into by those who know better than us. Uh, that doesn't necessarily define everything there is to know about you or how you approach government's relation uh, relationship with us as citizens. Diane Napper, uh, we got about twenty seconds left here. Uh, your website, one more time. Napper. That's N A P P E R M N six three dot com. I have it posted. It's shot in the dark dot info. People can read it as we speak right now. Diane, best of luck in the race here. We hope to see you at the victory party as an actual victor uh, on on November third. Uh, God willing and with a tailwind best of luck Diane thanks for coming out with us today thanks for having me Mitch tear them up Northern Alliance Radio Network wake up Minnesota Minnesota wake up anyway all you Minnesotans get to wake up listening to Kim Crockett and uh, and company when we come back here Northern Alliance Radio Network thanks for tuning in God bless you all God bless America This is Dennis Prager. This radio station has been telling you for months that November's election could vastly change our country's future. If you believe in liberty supported by First Amendment rights, your values are on the line. Make sure you are registered to vote and prepared, whether at your polling place or by absentee. This election is simply too important. We are at a crossroads. We all need to vote and keep listening to this station for what this election means. The U.S. Constitution and the rule of law are under attack now more than ever before. A radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of our great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. Join Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder for America's Town Hall 2020. A live stream discussion about how we reclaim our country from a democracy that's under attack. America's Town Hall 2020. Visit SalemTownHall.com for tickets. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage number three, we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. Advantage number four, we have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, and that's hard to achieve. Advantage number five, we use only the highest quality parts and adhesives. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. 
Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and for years, this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now, here's a word from our friend, Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help the station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on the station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. AM 1280, The Patriot.